0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. And, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. This is the first podcast after the 2022 NBA draft and the first podcast uh, after the trade, the huge trade earlier this week with us acquiring Jimmy Grant. We did a little initial reaction video to that. This will be way more in-depth. And um, what do you want to talk about first? I'm joined with just me and Colt today.
1: Yeah, it's just us two. Don't have a West. Um, I think the first thing we'll talk about just because it's obviously the most or should we go in recency or should we go to chronological order because you know jeremy grant did kind of get the ball rolling for the blazer news
0: let's go chronological order let's start with the jeremy grant trade all
1: right so jeremy grant trade obviously we made our quick reaction it was actually just me and west that did that but i mean it was a great value it's not like it's value wise you could argue it's a steal like we are getting a guy that has been an all-star before he averaged 19 points or something like that in his all-star season. He is one of the better defenders in the league, especially on the ball. And we only gave up a 2025 Milwaukee Bucks pick, which yeah, I mean, in reality has no value to us at all.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a two-way player, and that's what we got to look for, especially with all these championship teams, every team having an elite wing that can play offense and defense. Um six foot eight 28 years old if you're piston if you're a detroit pistons fan how you feel about this trade put yourself in their shoes this is,
1: i think this is one of those trades where i think both teams are kind of coming out of this feeling okay and feeling like they won the trade more so on the Blazers side but for the pistons it was initially i was like the pistons got fleeced but now after hearing what they what their thought process was they obviously cleared a bunch of cap space to possibly go after a guy like DeAndre and everyone is saying that's the guy they're going after. But they also used that bucks pick and coupled it with another pick, I think to trade for Jalen Duran, um, yep. another lottery pick in the first round. So they kind of used did their moves smartly, but whatever they did with the pick doesn't matter to the blazers, the blazers for the blazers. They got a very valuable player for yep. not a valuable pick. So
0: it's hard to gauge how the Pistons will be, but, um, how would you compare Jeremy Grant to, like, Covington? Because you can sort of look at these two as both, I guess you can say they're both two-way players, and obviously we suck with Rocco on our team, but, you know, they both play the four. You can put them at the three.
1: I personally think that Jeremy Grant probably will bring a little more value than Roko. He's younger than Roko. He's quicker. He's a better on-ball defender. That is the big thing when it comes to Jeremy Grant. Rocco was one of the better defenders the Blazers have ever had. And or in the last in the Damian Lillard era, but he speci- specialized especially in off-ball defense and help defense, and that is a really good player to have when you have other defensive players and the on the team. Yeah, 100% like, like agree. got like Rudy Gobert for the Jazz. Rudy Gobert is a really really good defender. He is one of the best, just all-around defenders. He's good one-on-one, but he's really good in help. But the Jazz tend to obviously get destroyed in the playoffs a lot because their guards are some of the worst defenders in the league. Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley can't stop a freaking sixth grader at this point. So Rudy yep. Gobert has to go help defense, which ends up leaving those guys like the Terrence Manns for the Clippers wide open in the corner and having 40-point games in the playoffs even though they're nobodies because he is a really good help defender. That yep. being said, that's a complete different tangent, but Jeremy Grant is better on ball. He's a better offensive player than...
0: Rose that is and I mean, Rocco's like, not getting 20 a night. Like, Sorry. First
1: round picks for Rocco. One lottery protected. bucks pick for Jeremy Grant. I mean, when you compare that, yep. Jeremy Grant is much better.
0: Yep. I'm definitely excited. Like you said, younger, better offense, better defense. I mean, that's all, that's all you can really ask. Um, I think that's all we got for Jeremy Grant. I, I want last... to go
1: into one, one more thing when it comes to Jeremy Grant. A lot of people were like, if Jeremy Grant's the only guy we get in the offseason, like current good player, not draft wise, like that would be kind of an element offseason. Um, I think that would be the case, but everyone was expecting Jeremy Grant to be traded for the seventh pick.
0: Like all I know is this was a very successful week and there will there will most likely be moves that come when we get to free agency. So this is just what a perfect week as a Blazer fan, I think.
1: I think so, too. And we'll get into more about the future and what Joe Cronin said after we go over a couple more things that happened. But we'll move on to the draft, though, because, yep. honestly, it was not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. There was literally, like, the biggest name to get traded was Kimball Walker. And yep. we were expecting Blazers to probably trade their pick or the Kings to trade their pick. But the Blazers keep their pick and draft Shaden Sharp, who I personally am a huge fan of.
0: Yep. Um I was debating whether or thinking in my head whether Mathurin or Sharp would be available for us. Both of them, or excuse me, Pacers ended up taking Mathurin, so we got Sharp at the seventh pick. Um, yeah, young player, obviously 19 years old, six foot six. Yeah, it just shows how we're not really going after any guards. Like, I mean, Jeremy Grant's big, Shaden Sharp's big. He's six six. Um, We'll get to the, our second round pick, Jabari Walker. We'll talk about him later, but he's big. Like, we are not going after any guards. Like, the smallest guy we've acquired in the last whatever months is six foot six. So it just shows how we're really trying to prioritize the defense. But I'm really excited for Shaden Sharp to play on our team.
1: Yeah, you look and at he, he could start. So, facts. You look at a team like the Celtics, and I think Joe Cronin is kind of going a similar way to their. Like, their whole team is a bunch of like rangy athletic people, Tatum even small two-way players, players Jalen Brown is a two-way player. And you mentioned that, that since Joe Cronin has become the GM, he hasn't traded for a small guard. I mean, Eric blood. So we can say he, I guess he traded for, but that was just a throw in. Like, yeah, exactly. we don't actually want him, but Shane Sharp. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. So, I mean, he's got a ton of potential. Like this guy was the number one overall recruit in his high school class. He was higher than Chet Holmgren in yeah. high school. He just didn't play in college. He lost his stock, and now everyone thinks he is—he's not going to do anything. Um, I do want to read a couple quotes from him. Not that like they really are important. Um, well, one is kind of important if I can just find it real quick. Um, Shane Sharp said he said, "I'm excited to get to Portland." Can't wait to get started, you know. Everyone says that when they get drafted. But he said, I feel like I bring a dog mentality. I love to compete, I love to win. I get a lot of defensive stops, which is we just- We love like that word, we love that word. Like. When is the last time we traded for someone and drafted for someone that prides themselves on defense? And that's not even going to Shane Sharp, who possibly is one of the more talented offensive players in this draft. So I love the pick.
0: I hope we don't become a great defensive, or I hope we don't become a good defensive team and then just suck an offense. Just a random thing. Anyway, were you surprised to see Orlando take Paulo over Javari Smith? I feel like that was the, the yeah, highlight well, of the draft. Was
1: like, of, like, the first 10 picks, all of them went exactly how I expected them to go, pretty much, except, except for, that. for that one. Yeah. So that did kind of throw me off. But everyone is saying, like, Shaden Sharp is, you can play shooting guard. The Blazers aren't playing him at shooting guard, A. And then, B, he has a 6'11 wingspan. Like, this man is long. Wow. He's And Jeremy Grant he has like a 7'4 wingspan. Jeremy Grant is like a freaking pterodactyl. Like, That's crazy. I mean, so for those
0: of who don't know, average wingspan. Typically, humans correlate exactly to your height, but we're talking five inches plus on all these guys on wingspan. That is crazy. You yeah. know, like you said, pterodactyls out there, but. Um, yeah, I want to talk about our second pick. J- yeah, sure. not, we'll- not Jabari Smith, unfortunately, but who needs Jabari Smith? You
1: got Jabari Walker.
0: Yeah, we got Jabari.
1: We got the guy. We Got Jabari.
0: It's just Walker, not Smith.
1: But, no, know? but in all seriousness, this guy, like on a lot of people's boards, was like, if you can get him in the second round, he could be a really solid player. He's 6'9 forward, so again, another tall, lengthy guy.
0: Another tall, lengthy guy. Averaged
1: girl. 14.5 points, nine rebounds his last year in college. Um he shot a career 39% from three, so he is a three-and-D. Now his three-point percentage did go down this past year, but his shot, like his amount of shots, went up too. So that's probably why. But to get him in the second round, I personally, it's a, it's a better second-round pick than C.J. Elby, I'll say.
0: Yeah, so. I'm happy for that. I'll steal that one. No shade to C.J. Elby, though.
1: Yeah, no. This his best. We, we all we love all Blazer players, except like, yeah. like that one time we made that video about Nurk. That was more just like an impulse video. Do you remember that? Yeah, we, we kind of
0: were desperate for a video, just trying to get any views yeah, we can. I actually
1: saw Javari Walker play in person, which is kind of funny because he's like a second round pick. But obviously I went to the Pac-12 tournament and yeah. I saw Ben Matherin play, I saw Jabari Walker play, and in, in the game I saw him play, it was against Oregon. Like the man hit like
0: six threes yeah it's crazy watching
1: because i wanted oregon to win but i mean he showed out when i when i watched him play so
0: it's crazy watching old players or like players in high school and then they play in the nba and you're like oh wow, i watch that guy like remember we watched ben simmons that one time like seven years oh, we ago watched Martin,
1: and we watched Jalen brown Jalen
0: brown they're in the finals and this year we wouldn't we didn't even know it's like i wish i Enjoyed it more, if that makes sense. I don't know. Brown, and then Peyton Pritchard, I watched his high school games. He went to my high school. Fun fact. It's just crazy. And also, all these players are in our grade, kind of, because we're like 19 or 18 I'm years right. old.
1: We might be – we're around Shane Sharp's age. If oh, not. yeah. I got to look I gotta look at his age, but I do want to say, like, Peyton Pritchard and Jalen Brown went against each other in that tournament.
0: Less 12 24.
1: 14, and Peyton Pritchard beat Jalen Brown, and Peyton Pritchard played better than Jalen Brown, and now Jalen Brown is, like, an NBA all-star, and Payne Pritchard is just a bench guy. That's just it's crazy how it works.
0: Yeah, crazy. Um, another interesting thing, um, Blazers possibly interested in trying to push it to acquire Matisse Stable?
1: Hey, quick thing. Shane Sharp just turned 19, like, oh. last month.
0: So, like, if we were in the NBA, we would probably be the youngest, but, like, next year, that's not the case.
1: Like. <laughs> Like, I think he might end up being the youngest player in the NBA this year. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Matisse Thibble. Yes. I mean
0: first of all, just instant reaction, just defense, amazing defender. Second all team, right? Second team all defense. Somewhere. Like six that. and he's a six five guard with another just pterodactyl. Like you said, third time I, I love that reference. Six five, but six foot eleven wingspan. I mean, come on.
1: No, I I I was intrigued by those rumors. It was something like the Sixers were interested in going after Eric Gordon from the Rockets, and they were willing to give up Matisse Thiebel, and they needed a third team. And the Blazers were like, I don't want to be the third team in that trade because I want Matisse Thiebel too. So I think those are real rumors. I think that's a player you could see us trading for in a couple of days maybe. Um, Did you see him playing the three or is that too know. small? What?
0: Did you see him playing the three or is that too small if you have?
1: um I think he could be in a bench lineup where you have him or a heart like rotating at the three because they're both bigger guards. Um, but then again, like, that makes sense. We do pick up Thibault. Who are we trading? Because I don't know who matched. I don't know his salary. I don't know any of that. But like, we'll have to obviously trade somebody. So yep. I-, I just don't know who that could be. Um, so yep. the Thibault rumors I liked. Um, as
0: long as, we, again, we just don't overpack. Yep. These pieces got to work. If we want to make a run for the championship. And obviously, just the first thing that has to work, which, like, there's no guarantee that, like, this sort of part's scary, and it's that Dame plays like an MVP. Because, I mean, every I feel like every M- Trio Blazer fan is kind of scared right now. Because, yes, Dame got injured, but let's be honest, he played a lot of games, and he shot bad a lot. So we were all hoping that. Oh, no. That what? was.
1: I fully expect him to be back to his level that he was, like, in the bubble. Yeah. Like maybe not, like, 37 points a game, but, like, that impactful because, again, he played that whole year. He even – he played the year we went to the – we played the Nuggets in the first round. He played that year. Yep. So, like, yeah, Full, being fully healthy, like, that's a huge plus for Dan. I, yeah, I, this summer I – go ahead. I want to say um, – I think last night kind of was like the first real realization that it's going to be really hard to win a championship with Dame, like with Dame as the best player. Like obviously we knew that, but like we just, we want to go one direction, but we also want to go the other direction. I think the smartest way, the smartest thing for this team is do what we've done. Is pick up Jeremy Grant, who gives a little one now, but is also kind of young, and then pick up like a guy that has super sharp potential in Shane Sharp. You get both of those guys. Yeah. We obviously didn't trade the pick. There were trades on the table, we hear, that the Blazers were like, we we want to go this way. It's just it's gonna be so hard to like put unless Shaden Sharp is elite from day one, which is just hard to believe. Like I think Dame is satisfied at this point in his career with doing also what's best for the team because yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, our future, I'm not gonna say it's like as bright as, you know, Houston or OKC or even Detroit, but like, it's it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. Like we got Simon's what a blessing. Are you kidding me? Like without, I'm just saying like if Dame were to, I guess, decline from now and we, you know, get blown out in the playoffs the last two years. Like, in five years, we could still be contenders. Like, I'm not too worried, I guess, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, no. I am, like, for as long as I've been a fan, we really haven't had, like, a true young core ever. Now, obviously, we were competing. I say we've been competing all these years, but, like, there's been maybe two years where I'm, like, I think this team could actually make a run to the finals. And that was the year we actually made it run to the Western Conference finals. And it was the year we lost to the Pelicans. In the two years, we were the three seed. But like, Dame's been an eight seed, like, three times in his career. He's been a six seed another two times. Like, we act like we've been competing this whole time. But in reality, we've just been a mediocre team. So, actually having a young core now, it's, it's
0: huge. Uh, and you it's never bad. know what's going to happen this summer because – there could be just one big move that will just completely turn the tables and our perspective on the team next year. But thank you, Blazers organization, once again, for making it an exciting, making myself excited for the next season. Because a lot of NBA fans don't get to experience that. Although I haven't experienced a ring, you know, we've been relevant, which is good. But that's all I want to say about that.
1: Um, I do want to go in quickly, just like kind of, not necessarily expectations for the rest of the off season, but like just what we hear and what we know to this point. I want to talk about Joe Cronin's press conference. So when it comes to the draft process, he said, I had just worked the phone so diligently from pro- post combine on, there were tons of trade discussions, pick swap ideas, pick plus a player ideas. As the process went on, we became more and more enamored with pick seven. So obviously we fielded calls. Yeah. Um, and then he also said, when he was asked what the next steps are for the Blazers, he said, keep on the path. We're trying to be really aggressive. We know we're not good enough. We want to try to keep getting better. So we're trying to address these needs. The draft is a big trade day, but it's not the end all be all. So again, that means like obviously the draft is one of the best days of making trades, blah, blah, blah. But there's more there's more days i do want to say i think shane sharp is firmly going to be with the blazers i mean look at this picture he's he has a locker now like obviously he has a locker because he's on the team but like yeah. the way cronin was talking to him talking about him in his press conference it seemed like we're going to keep him
0: yep that's good um what what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the office i mean i know that's a hard thing to say but like what are i guess what are the odds what are the odds we make a big trade like a big trade like an Aiden type player or maybe not that high but something like that like what do you think Because I, I think there's like I'd say I'd say it's about 50-50 for me the chance. Uh, that's the chance of us getting like a player like Aiden or making a big big move like that in free agency
1: I think at this point the only way you bring in a big time free agent is sadly if you let go of Nurk and then maybe even like, this is never gonna happen, but let go of Simon's. Cause currently we have $44 million in cap space. I was looking at this earlier. And that is without factoring in NERC or ANT. You assume ANT's gonna get around 20 million. So yeah. then you assume NERC's probably gonna get around 12 to 15. So instantly right there, let's just say we've got 35 million to 40 million locked up. That only gives five to $10 million of true spending room, which is not a lot. We obviously have this thing, um, I don't know what it's called. I think it's the MLE. We have the MLE, which we can guarantee someone like $10 million. So that's where we could get an interesting player in free agency. But I think free agency is gonna be a little more underwhelming than we anticipate. I think the biggest name the Blazers could be trading though, is I, I think the Aiden rumor. I think Aiden. the possibility of Aiden is basically dead now. I think we would have needed to trade like Shane Sharp for that, which I guess we technically still can. But I think yeah. the biggest name the Blazers could trade is Nasir Little. I think that's our most valuable asset that we may have like yep. okay with trading. I think Ant, I think Sharp, and I think Dame at this point are untouchable.
0: Yep. Um, after this week, I mean, we have a pretty good idea of what the starting event is going to look like. I mean, sure, anything can happen, but Let's, let's just break this down. So we got Damian Lillard, one of the best offensive players in the NBA. Defense, we'll say, you know, neutral. We have Anthony Simons, an amazing offensive player. Defense, probably a little bit on the negative end, but this is where the defense turns up. We got Sharp, who, I mean, like I said, it's early, and we haven't seen him play an NBA game yet. With his, the mentality that he brings, you got to think he's going to bring some defense and maybe neutral offense. Jeremy Grant is obviously going to bring defense. Nurk's going to bring defense, so... You just gotta hope that this team plays well together. Cause like honestly, our starting five last year when we lost, or two years ago when we lost the Nuggets, we were a good defensive team from the starting unit, but I've our seen. bench was where we had the problems with the you know Anis Cantor, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony. I, I remember trio.
1: like going and seeing the stats the post um, Norman Powell trade, and we had a yeah. like, top five defensive rating among the starting five. But when you took out that starting five and put in it was just it plummeted
0: vomit worthy. I mean, I just don't want to make the same mistake again. Like, yes, we can have a good starting five when it comes to defense, but you just got to bring that off the bench. And I'm confident if we have like Hart and Little off the bench playing some defense, I'd be happy with that. And some backup center. I don't I don't know. It's hard to predict. But I, you just don't want to make the same mistake again like you did in 2021.
1: Like I think the best example is you look at the finals the team that had more depth won like the the uh, warriors had gary payton coming off the bench to play good defense at some points alunia was coming off the bench but like otto porter played good defense you even had like kaminga every once in a while coming on to play good defense compared to the celtics like payton pritchard is not the best defensive player and he's come Derek white is not the best defensive player they were starter heavy and obviously like their starters ran out of gas at the end i'm not saying that the blazers are going to be making the finals and need to like save their energy, but like to have, like you said, Hart coming off the bench at the moment, Little coming off the bench, Justice Winslow coming off the bench. Those are three defensive-minded players. So I, another guy that I've seen is now like really rumored to come to the Blazers is Mo Bamba from Mo Bamba. Orlando, you know, seven foot one, seven foot one or something center to be the backup center. He's young. Where has he been? Where's he been?
0: No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, um,
1: um no but yeah he'd be good I, I i would i think that's one that we would do with like the mle which is the 10 million dollar something he would be a good player to bring on the bench to play behind nerd because he can shoot the three and i think he's definitely out of orlando because he was number five last year and the magic already announced that palo is going to be number five so yeah could that mean he's out the door i don't know
0: you know, lots of things can happen, but just got to hope we're where do you expect, okay, it's always defense. Defense has been the top word for Blazers fans the last three years. I know it's obviously early, but for some expectations, maybe where do you where do you expect us defensive ranking, I
1: guess? Do you put us in the top okay. half? Before I do this, I don't want to give out an ice and take here. because <laughs> okay. we're kind of notorious for that. We get a little too yes. optimistic, but I think I've learned to, you know, weather my expectations. I think that a successful defensive year is a top 15 defense. For sure. That's a huge step from last year. And not only are we getting better defensive players, but now Chauncey Billups has the defensive players to implement his scheme because he talked about when he first became coach, he wants to be known as a defensive coach, which is just amazing to hear because nothing against Terry Stotts, but he was definitely more focused on the offensive side, which had its yeah. pluses here and there. But I think our defense can be really solid next year with you know with Nurk and Grant manning the paint. That's- Yeah, you know, assuming right. injuries don't happen. I just, my, my big question is, is Shane Sharp gonna start right when he comes in? I, I don't think he will, but yeah, I don't definitely. necessarily want Little to start. Because like if we could bring in a solid wing player, then our bench like I would be really excited for our team next year because that would mean coming off the bench you got Hart, Little and Sharp, that is three that would be beautiful beasts coming off that, that are good on offense, good on defense,
0: unlike Melo. but we got to praise Mellow. He has good blazer moments, but um, thanks for uh, taking them.
1: Man, I want to say another uh, thing, like everyone, to everyone that is skeptical of the sharp thing, like this is who Dame wanted. You act yes. like Dame doesn't have a say in every single decision. He's not making every single decision, but he has a say in it. And Joe Cronin's smart enough to not make a decision that goes against Dame, probably. Um, For sure. Joe even said in his press conference about Dame, he said he's so curious. He has a pretty good front office lens. He gets the other side of it. It's pretty cool to be able to talk to him about roster building and get into cap stuff. So, and that just goes on to say, like, the vibes in the organization I've just read over the past couple of days are so much better now that Neil Olshay's gone. Like, there's nice people running the organization. He was the virus. Him, Neil. Yep, he was the virus. And I feel like a lot of people was, liked him. We never uh, I really said I love Neil Olshay when we made the Robert Kelly. Yeah,
0: call. I saw a video earlier for those viewers that don't know. So this is I, early, in, or this is early in the channel. So this is like 2020. So I don't know. Anyway, trade two first-round picks for Overcomington. This guy makes his vid for this podcast channel. First words that come out his mouth is, Neil Oshea, I love you. Thank you for making this trade. I absolutely love you, Neil. Something like that. I mean, it's gonna be optimistic when you get trades. But anyway, yeah, he was trash. He's out, so we're good. And all eyes are on the future.
1: We're gonna play, it's not necessarily a game, but it's just like react to that comment. I'm just gonna go through our comments on our reaction to Shane Sharp being drafted. I just wanna see what people say. All right. We got one guy that says, Sharp is the most talented guy in the draft, in my opinion. My only concern is his work ethic or compromise to the franchise. Not really sure what compromise to the franchise means, but I guess that's fair. Opinion.
0: Yeah, I guess so. He is very talented and obviously first in high school, whatever you said about that. But, um, yeah, I don't – because I think – it's hard to say. It's I don't really know, know college – I don't really know college players that well enough to have a true opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, another person said – That's all I got for that. Drafting sharp, and with Grant, Dame, Little, Nurk, and the rest, things are looking a lot better for next season. I can't wait to see what else we do. We are off to a good start. I think that's a pretty good way to summarize it, because Like this yeah. is a good start to the offseason. We haven't this made it. Definitely game. what you want. Suck.
0: and keeping that seventh pick after getting Jeremy Grant, so so huge, so huge.
1: Um, I think that's really all we got for our reaction to the draft, and um the big Jeremy Grant trade free agency starts in like six days or something. So I don't know what our podcast schedule for that will be. Maybe we'll make a podcast like each day, depending on how much moves the Blazers make, or we might just do a full on. I think, I think what we'll do is on the, we'll do reactions to each signing and then a full like review after free agency is over but yeah probably i don't expect the blazers or i i fully expect the blazers to still be super active in the trade market so yeah, I think it would be disappointing down if nothing happened it'd be disappointing if nothing happened until the start of the season
0: so although it's a good week let's keep that gas pedal down and keep making moves because that yeah. is what we need
1: All right, we'll see you guys in the next podcast episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and um, just help us grow this channel. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to give it five stars. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.